I want to speak a little this morning from the Bhagavad Purana, very popular Purana, for many reasons. Hmm? There are many Puranas, as you know, but none of them are more popular than the Bhagavad Purana. Hmm? Popular in India, it's been translated in practically all the Indian dialects, and it's uh, been translated into German and French and in English, and uh, widely circulated around the world. Hmm. And in our particular tradition, in my lineage, Gaudiya Vedanta, Bengali Vaishnavism, Chaitanya Vaishnavism, Krishna Bhakti, hmm, Bhakti Parada Govinda, we I look at the Bhagavat uh, as the sequel to the Gita. That's not, uh, from an academic point of view, it might not be thought of in that way. Um, and it also includes events, Bhagavat, in the life of Krishna that precede the Gita, the speaking of the Gita. So how does it follow? Hmm? What I mean by that is it is a theological um, sequel. Hmm? And it includes a backtracking, if you will, historically, in terms of the Leela of Krishna, hmm? to a time uh, prior to the speaking of the Gita. Hmm? The life of Krishna in Braj, for example, hmm? as a cowherd. Hmm? It includes his going to Mathura, to Dwaraka, and uh, the Kurukshetra meeting that and pilgrimage of Krishna from Dwaraka to Kurukshetra that precedes the Gita, which is also spoken at Kurukshetra. So there is a, a time then, according to the Bhagavad, that Krishna was at Kurukshetra before he went to the Gita, and something very significant happened there. And by examining that, arguably, we can get some greater insight into what might be behind or contained within the words that he speaks to Arjuna in the Gita. Hmm? In other words, if you know me very well in my past and my history and so forth, then when I speak, then you laugh, but not other people. Is one window into about an hour of Krishna's Leela. It's a significant one, but all of them are significant for that matter. Hmm? But the Gita, the Gita is so important that the Mahabharat 
is meaningless without it. Hmm? Mahabharata, of course, in Bhishma Parva, the Gita comes. At this point, the author of the great, arguably the greatest epic in human society, hmm? the author has everyone on the edge of their seats. A, 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 a history and a novel of romance and political intrigue and so forth that is very um, attractive and interesting to humans. <laughs> and, um, and by the time the, the Gita is about to be spoken, there has been every, every diplomatic attempt, uh, effort made to, to ward off the fratricidal war and, and it's going to happen. And so it's all, in a sense, leading up to and building to this point. And so everyone is on the edge of their seat, just like you read in the newspapers and they're having negotiation with Iran. And what, is, it, is that going to go through? Or is, it, or is there going to be a diplomatic breakthrough or will there be a nuclear war? Hmm? So it's been decided there'll be a nuclear war. <laughs> everyone is paying attention at this point hmm? in the narrative of Mahabharata. And what is spoken then? Bhagavad Gita, the end of all wars. Hmm? That is Bhagavad Gita. People question in the West, especially, this is your book, your religious book, and it's about a war, and your God is telling people, telling the, the main character to fight a war. What kind of religion do you have there? Hmm? Of course, it is, a, it, is a, it is a war to end all wars. And I don't mean the Kurukshetra war, hmm? that it is the, the the framework, the setting in which the Gita is spoken. Hmm? After all, in the very beginning of the Gita, in the very first chapter, Krishna asks Arjun, Senayoru bayor madhye tamstapayame chuta, o achutya. Hmm? You who are infallible, please bring my chariot, he's saying, oh, taxi, come, hmm? like rickshawala, come. Hmm? <laughs> this is his relationship with Krishna. What is the power of bhakti? Hmm? You understand, Arjun is the bhakta, Krishna is Bhagwan. Hmm? But as I said yesterday, in bhakti marg, Brahman bows to Bhagavan, Brahman bows to Bhakti. Hmm? So Krishna is doing the bidding of Arjuna. Oh, yes, wherever you want, I will drive you. So he says, drive me between the two armies, let me see who is here. But Krishna is not an ordinary rickshawala. <laughs> so he drives him there and he parks the chariot right in front of Bhishma, hmm? right in front of Drona who are the elders, the teachers, the caretakers, hmm? who in love have taught him everything he knows, hmm? raised him, Bhishma, Drona, his uh, teacher, guru, in the martial arts. Hmm? He stops him there. Hmm? He says, here's who you will have to fight with. Hmm? These are his biggest attachments. Hmm? And he thinks... If they are slain, what will be left of me? Hmm? Because we are, materially speaking, our attachments. 
Our sense of I, materially speaking, derives from our sense of my. It's a very small word, my, mum. In English, it's only two letters, Sanskrit in three letters. But a big problem. An I arises out of this my, but it's not an I that can be sustained because nothing is mine. Right? We're all renters. We don't own. We cannot keep anything. So our I, that I derived from my my, Krishna is saying, that must be slain. Without knowing another I, hmm? Arjuna is thinking, what will be left of me? Hmm? So this is the challenge. This is the Gita. This is the real war, if you will, of the Gita. Krishna is saying, you must slay the I that arises out of my. Hmm? What will be left? Something much more significant. Hmm? When we think, I am this, or I am that, Upanishads say, neti, neti. Hmm? Neti, neti. Not this, not that. Hmm? You are not this, you are not that. As soon as I think, I am this, I am that, then hmm? I've identified with the thing, if you will, with something in the objective world, hmm? matter. And I am from the subjective world, hmm? consciousness. Hmm? So this identity, this is false. Hmm? It will not endure. I am Indian, I am American, hmm? man, woman, so on and so forth. I am this, I am that. It seems big to think I am this or I am that. Or there's hope for being big, being strong, protecting oneself, and having love, hmm? having knowledge, having being, hmm? by outward effort in relation to this or that. But that is that is the illusion of material existence. So above and beyond, I am this or I am that is what? It is I am. I am is much bigger than I am this or I am that, even as it is abstract hmm? and difficult to wrap the mind around because it, if you will, for lack of a better word, consciousness, hmm? the atma, is beyond things and thought. So it's very abstract to wrap our head around. That doesn't make it less important. But we cannot explain it. We cannot find it. Hmm? In the, in the brain, for example, as I was saying the other night. Hmm? It's, it's, science has ignored it for centuries. Now it, they look in, looking deeply into matter, the real world. Hmm? And so deeply they look, they, they're no concern about consciousness. Of course, it's the conscious observer that's looking. Hmm? And they go deep inside the atom and they find quarks and strings and... They find themselves, the observer, <laughs> and he has to be dealt with. He's significant, hmm? indeed. 
yeah, arguably. Hmm? They're finding something that the Hindus have talked about a long time ago. Hmm? The Gita, the Bhagavad, Upanishads have spoken about since the time without beginning. Hmm? Our Veda, Shastra, we think that it has no beginning. Hmm? 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 And the main subject there is the self. Hmm? The self in its source. Mm-hmm. So, I am this, I am that. We give it's it's um, has quality, so we can talk about it. I am American. I am Indian, but I am it's, yeah, it's somewhat ineffable. What can we say about that? Hmm? Mm-hmm. But it's bigger, so much bigger hmm? than I am this or I am that. Now. That said, hmm? that I am must be something. This is our Vedanta perspective from, from uh, Gaudiya Vedanta. Hmm? For there to be a false I, there must be a real I. Hmm? Hmm? And the real I has the capacity to identify, for example, with the objective world, with matter, and then for, therefore think, I am this or I am that. It has this capacity. Hmm? We use the word tatasta. Tatasta. Tatasta means, tata means like the beach, like the shore. Here it speaks of the line the demarks on the beach, for example, water from matter. If you look on the map, you will see there's a line that demarks the water from the matter, from the, from the sand. Hmm? But you cannot touch it. Hmm? Do you understand? You cannot touch it. Hmm? What are we, then? Hmm? If we are tata, tatasta jiv, tatasta shakti, tatasta, means, well, we are, we are, I am, we are, so we have a nature. Satchirananda hmm? anu. Like atomic particle of sat, of being. I am, I be. Hmm? And I know that I be. So, it. Hmm? It's the only thing I know, really. Hmm? The famous Bertrand Russell, famous European atheist, many years ago he wrote a book on the nature of matter. Hmm? A famous book. And he concluded, hmm, the only thing that we really know hmm, is that we, our own consciousness, that we exist. Today, the nature of matter that in scientific times on their way out, so to speak, was thought to have been fully understood, hmm? is so much in question. Some people in the scientific and philosophical philosophical community want to reduce consciousness to matter, hmm? but they don't even know what matter is anymore. Hmm? It's very disconcerting for the for the scientific community, in a sense. Hmm? 
They're holding on to a previous paradigm, the mechanistic paradigm. Chomsky, Noam Chomsky, the most thought to be the most uh, uh, celebrated intellectual in our times. Hmm? He commented um, on Gilbert Ryle's book of Time Gone By, Gilbert Ryle's book, I forget the na name of it, but a, a kind of a subtitle to it was uh, The Ghost in the Machine. Ghost in the Machine is a phrase that he used to criticize Descartes. Descartes is the French uh, philosopher who said, I think, therefore I am. And he differentiated between mind and consciousness, really mind and matter, which Hindus have done a long time ago. They differentiated between matter, physical matter, and psychic matter, and they differentiated between psychic matter and consciousness itself, hmm? the Atma. Hmm? This idea is coming back around in the scientific community. Hmm? Anyway, Chomsky said, Ryle's book was the idea that we will exorcise, not exercise, but exorcise the ghost. Exorcism is the Catholic, I think it's a Catholic term for getting rid of ghosts. If someone was thought to be inhabited, haunted by a ghost, they had a ritual hmm, for that. So, uh, Ryle's term was the, the ghost in the machine. He said we have his book was about exorcising the ghost of consciousness from the machine of matter. He wanted to say, there is no such thing as a soul or as an atma. Hmm? Hmm? The body is just a machine. Hmm? Isn't it? You see? Dulal Chandra, don't know him, but he was almost blind recently. <laughs> it's a little bit of exaggeration. But now he's had his now now he's had his cataracts removed in one eye, hmm? and they put a plastic lens in a plastic eye inside. You see, he's just a machine. Hmm. <laughs> That's all. A Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is the direction that modern science and analytic philosophy is taking. The, the, the minds of your children, <laughs> huh, really, uh, to think that you are simply a machine. Hmm? The world is a machine. But Chomsky was, is wise, and he said, what, if we study the history of science, we come to a very different conclusion. Ryle thought, was thought to have exorcised the consciousness from matter. I said, there is no such thing as this independent consciousness. There's only physical stuff. Hmm? There's no second, there's no substance that's different from matter. There's only, if there's only physical stuff, that means there's only, there's no real meaning to life. The meaning that we come up with is just some weird thing that sometimes machines do. Hmm? Something like that. Hmm? It doesn't have any ontological status, any real standing. Hmm? Consciousness is a is an emergent property of, of the brain. It's it, 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 it we have to talk about it. I think to some extent, but we can't give it too much importance because if we do, we end up with a dualistic perspective, where there is something called consciousness and there is something called matter, 
And then our whole idea of a theory of everything that's material is in question. Well, it is in question. <laughs> it is in question. So Chomsky said, if you study the history of science, you'll see that what's really happened is the machine has been exercised and what's left is consciousness hmm, to be understood. Hmm? And the idea that the, that the, wor the material world <coughs> matter is the big clock, for example. Hmm? We're talking about, what was the term, uh, classical physics. Everything is predictable. Hmm? There's no room for any outside intervention. It's all, you can calculate everything that will ever happen. Hmm? This is all in, 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 in question now. Hmm? Hmm? Community resists it, scientific community, the full implications, for example, of quantum theory that aren't even understood. Hmm? But we resist it because we've been so successful in creating gizmos and, and gadgets and things that have made our life arguably more problematic. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we have many successes, obviously, also in medicine and uh, and uh, in, in many fields and, and so forth. So matter can be manipulated and measured and, and, and controlled and, and, and then taken advantage of to create things to our advantage. But to think that we, by, by such manipulation, we can understand everything about matter. Hmm? Matter is showing us another face and saying, look again, it's not possible. Hmm? Look again, I'm out of your control. Mama Maya Duratyaya. In Gita, Krishna says, my Maya, that is Duratya, that is insurmountable. Hmm? It's, it's not under, it's, it, it is, it is the Vishnu Maya. Hmm? Hmm? And we find, you know, we used to think there was one universe, one galaxy, now that there's 500 million galaxies and theories of other universes, multi, multiverse, and, and what is Vishnu Maya? So powerful, so extraordinary, the magic of Maya. Hmm? So Chomsky was wise, he's wise, he said, really, we don't even know what matter is, so matter, as we thought of it, the machine, that has been exercised, it that's that's a that's a folly. The myth of that matter is a machine, hmm? and 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 therefore everything is predictable, and there's no there's no room for volition, for will. Hmm? Will is free; it's unpredictable. I can have two men, two women come before me with each with their own will, and offer them two things. They may choose different things. Hmm? Such is the nature of will. It's unpredictable. There's an unpredictable factor hmm? in 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 the in the fabric of reality, hmm? and it's us. Hmm? It's consciousness. Hmm? So we have a nature. Hmm? I'm saying our nature is tatasta. What do I mean by that? We are Sat, we are Chit, we are Ananda. We exist, that means. I am, so I exist. I know that I exist, otherwise I cannot say I am. Hmm? I may not be this, I may not be that, but I am, that's for sure. Hmm? So I exist, that is Sat. I know that I exist, that is Chit. 
And what is Ananda then? That is why I exist. Hmm? For loving. Hmm? Hmm? I have a purpose. Hmm? Hmm? I exist. I know that I exist. And these things... Let me give you another example. Hmm? What is the significance of Ananda? There could be an existence that was unknowing. We say that matter is unknowing, inert, right? Unconscious. Hmm? But there cannot be a knowing without existence. There can be sat without chit, but there cannot be chit without sat. Do you understand? Hmm? There can be a sat, an existence that doesn't know, but if you know, there has to be an existence. Hmm? Now there can be a knowing existence that's not a loving one. Hmm? But if there's loving, there must be chit, then there must be sat. Hmm? So chit and sat, these are, in one sense, aspects of ananda. Hmm? Aspects of ananda. Because, because for Ananda to be, hmm, there must be the aspect of Chit and the aspect of Sat. Hmm? And Ananda makes Sat and Chit small also at the same time. What do I mean by that? If you love, I'll just give you a material, material example. If you love, then you don't care where you live or what, who else you know. You could live in a tree, in a cave. If you love someone, you could live in the hollow of a tree. You don't need a big place. Hmm? You don't need to know anything else. So love makes small of sat and chit. Hmm? Even though sat and chit are aspects of loving. Hmm? Being and knowing are aspects of loving. Hmm? It makes small of them. Brahmeti paramatmeti bhagavan iti sadhute. Hmm? This is a very important verse from the Bhagavad. It says, Vadanti Tattvavidas. The Tattvavadis, the Tattva, the, 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 the seers, hmm? Rishis, Drishi, hmm? they have concluded. That the absolute is advaigan tattva, non-dual consciousness, known variously as Brahman, Paramatma, and Bhagwan. Brahman is sat, hmm? Paramatma is chit, and Bhagwan is ananda. Hmm? And then known variously means that there are different methods for knowing. There is Gyanmarg, Yogmarg, and Bhakti Marg. Hmm? This Jiva, Jiva Shakti, I'm saying Tatasta, it has a nature, Satchidananda, but it's also has the possibility of nurture. Just like we as human beings, we may be in a uh, born in American family, for example, have a certain nature, but then according to our nurture, we may go to India, like I did when I was, you know, 20 years old, and 
Now I'm like Indian, kind of, half Indian. <laughs> so because of nurture, hmm? and my nature is such, and our nature is such, that we can be nurtured in a particular way. Hmm? And that nurture will ultimately be a factor in determining what we are. Hmm? So I'm saying that, that the jiva, the unit of consciousness that we are, the atom of Satchitananda, we have a nature. Hmm? And the nature is susceptible to nurture. And now we are associated with maya shakti. That is an environment, a particular environment, the gunas. Hmm? Provide a certain environment. Smoke me, drink me, the sign says. Hmm? Go to church, the Chinese sign says. There is sattvic influence, tamasic influence. Hmm? Get a better job, be a great person, rajas. Hmm? So the, 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 the nature is, has an, an environment. Hmm? Hmm? When we associate with maya shakti, what happens? That I am becomes I am a rajaguna person, tamaguna person, sadhaguna person, as may be the case. Hmm? Right? The problem with this identity is that the maya shakti is different from us. It's not conscious. So the identity that arises out of that nurture is a false one. Hmm? Because all the forms of matter are here today and gone tomorrow. Hmm? And those forms are generated by the influence of consciousness. The observer witnesses, Vishnu witnesses. He observes the pradhan. Hmm? Pradhan means like matter in a state of equilibrium. Hmm? And then there's a big bang, if you will. <laughs> and everything starts in motion. Hmm? Hmm? And an environment is provided. We identify, we, just sometimes you, like sometimes you look at the television. Hmm? And then you project yourself into the, into the, into the show. Hmm? And somebody has to come and say, come on, turn that off. You've got a life. Hmm? The, the, the television has no meaning without the viewer. But the viewer can lose his life to the television. That is the problem. Hmm? He's much more what he can do than a television show can do. Hmm? So we look at matter, we turn it on, and the show starts. Hmm? And there we are, enamored by the show, not realizing that it would be nothing if we had not turned it on. Hmm? It's like a virtual reality in computer terminology. And we've entered into the virtual reality. Hmm? And we're feeling the pains and pleasures and ups and downs and the highs and lows and all, but we're actually just sitting there. It has no effect on us. But there's an identity that's created in there. And we have very much identified with it. And someone's pulling us, come on, put the computer down. We can go to the park and walk in nature. But you can't even hear him, some people. Can't even hear. Or we turn it off for a little while, go, and then we come back and turn it on. Mm-hmm. This is our material life. So I'm saying that we have an identity of Satchitananda, but it's susceptible, that nature, to nurture. 
and resulting from the nurture, then a kind of a personality develops. Materially speaking, it's a personality disorder. <laughs> to use a psychological term. So, what then is bhakti? What is bhakti? Gita says, Mahatmanas tu mamparta daivim prakriti mashritaha. This is the ninth chapter of the Gita. That is the middle of the Gita. That's where the secrets are. You put a book, in the, you put a secret, you hide it in the middle. Hmm? He says, Rajavidja Rajukuhyam pavitram idam uttamam pratyakshavagamam dharmam susukam kartamavayam. Ninth chapter begins like this Rajavidja Rajaguhyam. Now I will tell you the king of knowledge, the, the Rajaguhya, the king of secrets. Hmm? How does the chapter end? This is the secret of secrets. Just, just be devoted to me. Love me, Krishna says. Do namaskar to me. That's all very simple. Hmm? Simple to say, difficult to do. <laughs> hmm? Hmm? Gita speaks about many things, but one thing. Hmm? And it speaks about one thing directly and indirectly. Hmm? It's actually speaking about bhakti. And it's coming out right in the first chapter. Krishna, come. Brahman is speaking. Hmm? Arjuna is speaking. Bhakti is speaking. Bhakti is speaking and Brahman is coming, running after him. This is a very interesting theological concept. Hmm? Hmm? The bhakti takes the form of Bhagwan, or excuse me, Brahman takes the form of Bhagwan by the influence of bhakti. It's a very important point. And relative to who we are and who we can be, it's quite significant. Because if bhakti can move Brahman, as I said last night, Brahman is everywhere, how can he move? Hmm? What is bhakti then? If bhakti can make one who is everywhere move, what is that? We can't even think about it, but it's a charming idea. Hmm? Hmm. The power of love. Hmm? So if bhakti can move, move Brahman, hmm? then bhakti can influence us. We are only Satchitanandanu. Hmm? It can move us. Hmm? So it is also shakti. There is Maya Shakti, and we say in our terminology, Surup Shakti. Let's say it like this. There is Bahiranga Shakti. Bahiranga means outside Shakti. And there is Antaranga Shakti. And in between, there is Tathasta Shakti, the Jiva. Hmm? It can be nourished by Maya Shakti, or we could say malnourished. Hmm? <laughs> or it can be nourished by Antaranga Shakti. What is that Antaranga Shakti? That what's making the Leela go round. Hmm? You see, you need an environment for movement. So the Maya Shakti provides an environment and there's movement, but it is like the movement of trying to go up the down escalator. Hmm? There's an appearance of movement, of going forward, but we only go down. When I was a kid, child, we had these movies on television. Television just came out at that time. Hmm? 
<laughs> there was a time that there was no television. <laughs> I can testify to that. Huh? I saw the first color television. Also. So anyway, there was these shows of Tarzan. He was a jungle man. He was a man who lived in the jungle. And so then there was Jane, you know. Yeah, but <laughs> she has to be there too. So she, she would get lost in the jungle and step in the quicksand. Hmm? And so the more she would move to get out of the quicksand, the more the quicksand would take her down. So Char Tarzan would say, don't move. And he would swing in on a rope. Hmm? Then he would hold on to her, and then he would pull her out. But the more you moved, the more you went down. Hmm? So it is with material life. The more we move, the more, the more we go, go backwards. You buy a house, and you're so happy that you've bought a house, and you're very careful to negotiate the price, because you do not want to pay more than so much. Say, I don't want to pay more than $100,000, all I have, and I'm very careful to negotiate. I'm very happy. I sign the paper, and I owe $500,000 hmm? <laughs> with interest in 30 years. Hmm? <laughs> so, you owe more. The more we move in this world, the more we owe. Hmm? That is the nature of karma. Hmm? So we don't really move progressively. We go backwards. There's a movement, but it's backwards. If you want to use a mathematical example, from zero we go into negative numbers. Hmm? Now, if we could come from negative numbers to zero, we would think, that's positive. Hmm? There's positive content in zero in comparison to negative numbers. So negative numbers means, I am this, I am that. I'm American, I'm Indian, I'm black, I'm white. Hmm? That's all the negative numbers. If we come to zero, that is I am. I am. But in I am, in zero, there's no environment. Hmm? Question is, are there any positive numbers? Or is zero the end? Bhakti school said there are positive numbers, up to 108. Hmm? <laughs> hmm? That means... Leela and karma appear similar, but they're very different. Karma is movement on the part of the jiva out of a necessity, a perceived necessity. I've identified with, with, with matter in the form of psychic and, and physical makeup, and these have needs. So I have to get to work. I don't just sit there and open my mouth and think food will walk in. I have to go and work. Hmm? Right? Hmm. So I have a perceived need, but it's only on the basis of identifying with something that has needs for it to be preserved in any particular form, and ultimately it cannot be preserved. Hmm? So I'm, but I, I'm moving for. It's a folly. I'm trying to preserve something that can't be preserved, but it's all I know, so I'm struggling for it, and I'm trying to be all that I am in an environment that doesn't facilitate it. Hmm? It gives only a shadow of what I am, a shadow of love, a shadow of being, a shadow of knowing. Hmm? These are all the negative numbers. They're numbers, <laughs> but there's a negative <laughs> in front of them. Hmm? So if we move from negative numbers to positive to, to zero, hmm? 
that's some progress. But what then are, what is the mystery of the positive numbers? Hmm? This is what bhakti is about. When Krishna says in the Gita, I just cited it, Mahatmanas Tumam Pratadaivim Prakadimashita, he says, My Mahatmas, Mahatma, whose Atmas are big. Is your Atma bigger than my Atma? What does that mean? We can't even measure it, right? It is immeasurable. It is not a quantitative thing. It is a qualitative thing. Hmm? It is the measurer. Can a ruler measure itself? Consciousness does the measuring. Hmm? So how can we say, how can Krishna say some Atmas are big, some are small? Hmm? It means that when the Atma takes, is taking, that is the karmic life, we're taking, we're exploiting the nature. We feel we have needs, so we're taking. Then we're small. Hmm? If someone is selfish, we say they're small-minded, narrow-minded. Hmm? If someone is a giver, he's big, broad-minded. Hmm? When our President Kennedy said years ago, when I was a boy, think not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. From a nationalistic perspective, he was a big Atma. He was a big, I am an American. <laughs> a bigger idea. Hmm? It's not that he grew on the stage, but our perception of him, the idea was big, and it made us feel, yes, that's a big idea. Hmm? You see, when you give, you grow. What do you grow in? You grow in understanding of what you are. Hmm? Therefore, you become bigger. Hmm? When you give, you become bigger. It's very transrational. It's not irrational, but it's not logical. If you have so many things and you give them, then you have less. But our experiences, if we give, we grow. When we give, we cannot, I cannot pull out a, see, I got this, I gave, you see. You can't have nothing to show, but people can see. She's bigger. He's bigger. Hmm? And attractive also. Hmm? Attractive. Desirable. Hmm? No one can deny this. Hmm? This is just a common sense that we say in English, to give is to receive. When you attach no getting to your giving, then you're actually giving. Hmm? And then there's no getting that you could get that would, su would supersede the experience of being the giver. To give, you have to have something. Hmm? You are a unit of giving capacity. You have the capacity for ananda. Hmm? That's what makes us meaningful, hmm? purposeful. Hmm? Just to be, what is that? Hmm? What will you do with your existence? Hmm? Make it a loving existence. Then you can be all that you can be. So when Krishna says in the Gita, Mahatmanas, Mahatmas, there are great souls. Hmm? Daivim prakritim ashritaha. They move in this world, daivim prakritim ashrita. Ashrita means under the influence, under the shelter of. Daivim prakritim. Prakriti means prakriti, means nature. He said there is a prakriti, daivim prakriti. Daivim means divine. That is not Maya Shakti. Hmm? Maya Shakti means that which is not. Maya. That which is not. Maya means also to measure. Hmm? That's what we try to do. We try to measure everything. Bring everything in the grasp of our intellect. Control it. Maya means you cannot control it. 
It's not possible. Give up. Like this. Hare Krishna. <laughs> Give up. <laughs> I cannot control it. Hmm? Hmm? I cannot control matter, but actually I can control Bhagavan by bhakti. That's a very extraordinary idea. Hmm? He is behind matter. I cannot control matter. Matter can control me to an extent, but I could control Bhagavan with bhakti. What would my position be then? Hmm? Krishna says in Gita, another place, what is that, end of the fifth chapter, he says, Bhuktaram jagatapasam sarvaloko maheshwaram. Bhuktaram jagatapasam. I am the bhukta, bhuktritva. I am the enjoyer of all sacrifice. Everything is meant for me, he said. Bhuktaram jagatapasam sarvaloko maheshwaram. Sarvaloka maheshwaram. You understand? Sarvalok maheshwaram. I am the Mahayishwara of all the Lokas, of all the worlds. Everything is meant for me. We hear this, we think, nothing for me. <laughs> Everything for, what is my position? And then he says, Suridam Sarvabhutanam. Hmm? He said, I cannot do anything about it. That's who I am. But if you love me, hmm, I become your friend. Then you become the friend of the one who owns everything, who everything belongs to. What is your position then? Hmm? If you are the daughter of a king, hmm? who, go, of course, we don't live in monarchical times anymore, but if you're the daughter of a king and the king is ready to go out to war and conquer other states and so forth, hmm? he, can, he can stay home that day just by the pulling up on his dhoti of his daughter, hmm? who says, Daddy, she doesn't call him king. Pita, hmm? I want to ride a horse. Hmm? I want to ride a horse. You are going to ride a horse. I want to ride a horse. So Pita becomes a horse. The king goes down and, and his, his daughter gets on his back. And if the enemies would see him, they what is this? <laughs> what is that? You see? This is Krishna. Hmm? Driving the taxi of Arjun. Hmm? Huh? Very peculiar idea. Hmm? What is the power of bhakti? Hmm? So Krishna is saying in Gita here, hmm? There are great souls. They move in this world under the influence of daivim prakriti, divine nature. That means not maya shakti. So that means there's another kind of, not the Bahiranga Shakti, but the Antaranga Shakti. And that is the power, Krishna says, that I come to the world in, under the influence of. Because I come to the world, but I'm not of the world. Hmm? Isn't it? Just like we have a prison, and there are prisoners. And sometimes the governor comes inside the prison also. Hmm? He's inside the prison, he's, the door is locked behind him. But he can go out at any time. He can give the key to anybody. He's in the prison, but he's not in the prison. Right? Gita says, like the lotus. Hmm? The lotus's stem is in the mud, hmm? coming on the water. It is not muddy, and it is not wet. Hmm? It is above it all. Hmm? It's there, hmm? 
but in a different capacity. So, Leela is different than the movement of karma. Hmm? And in between the movement of karma and the dance, if you will, of Leela, where Brahman is dancing according to the, to the movement uh, of bhakti. Hmm? In Bengali, in our Chaitanya Charitamrita, the, the, the charit, the, the, of, uh, it means Chaitanya Charit Amritam. Hmm? The charit, the character, Amritam, the nectar character in, immor- in, immor- in, immor- in immortality of consciousness. Hmm? This is uh, one of our texts. Hmm? Chaitanya Charit Amritam. Hmm? There, Krishna says that Ameshisha Guru Nata Radikar Premera Unmata. Hmm? Is Bengali, but hmm? he says, I am the Sishya, I am the disciple, and the dancing of Radha, that is my guru. Hmm? Hmm? Her love drives me mad. Hmm? This is like the king becoming the horse for the daughter. You understand? What is the power of bhakti? Daughter has no power, she has no sword, she has no horse. No armor, hmm. but she can conquer the king hmm. in a way that no army can conquer him. Hmm. She has captured him hmm. entirely with the power of bhakti. It's just giving a material example, the power of love. Hmm. So Krishna says in Gita, the great souls who are the Mahatmas, he singles them out. He's, Gandhi was good, but he's not talking about Gandhi. <laughs> hmm. Gandhi was good in the political... Well, you can argue it, <laughs> whether he was or not. <laughs> he had some good... Good qualities, virtues, no doubt. But from the point of view of a real sadhu, hmm? person says, Mahatmanastumapata, these great souls, they are moving under a different shakti. That means they're moving. That means they're not still. They're not only in zero from negative numbers. They're in positive numbers. Hmm? Love requires movement. Hmm? You don't just sit there. Hmm? Right? In love, you have to be active. We are moving for love only. And when we, just materially speaking, when we find it, what do we do? Do we sit still? No. Another circle of orbit, another orbit we're in now. Hmm? We are moving. We have to find love. We have to find love. I found love. Then we're in another orbit. And it goes like this. Up and down, up and down. Like a roller coaster. Where will it go? But we won't get off. Hmm? It's even making our stomach sick, but we won't get off. <laughs> like the roller coaster. <laughs> I won't get off. What will happen next? Hmm? So love is a kind of movement. Rupa Goswami said, love moves like a snake, like this. You don't know. Not straight. Therefore, hmm? between Radha and Krishna, sometimes Radha says, go away. You cannot come here. And her handmaidens will keep Krishna from the kunja, hmm? from coming into the... cannot come here. Hmm? What is that? Hmm? Sometimes for good reason, she says, because he has gone with another gopi. <laughs> and sometimes for no reason, such as the nature of love. Hmm? Bhagavan is... This is Krishna. Krishna is a puppet hmm? in the hands of bhakti, in the hands of Radha. Hmm? 
And all those gopikas, they are only like one, one, one emotion of Radha personified, another emotion of Radha personified, another one. And she is all the emotions hmm? together. So, and she is Bhakti Devi, the, the, the goddess of Bhakti hmm? in the full sense of the term. So this, what is this Daivim Prakritim? That is Bhakti. That is what is the, the, the Shakti that is moving the Leela. And the Leela of Krishna, all the Leela of Bhagwan, as Braha, Kurman, Narasimha, Ram, they're all very uh, same. But Krishna Leela means human-like, so close to us. Hmm? Hmm? And so far beyond where we are as well at the same time. This means that Bhakti is very high and very generous. Hmm? It is beyond zero, which is mukti. If I'm not this, I'm not that, and all the this and the that is coming from karma, then I come to zero, I'm free from karma, I'm, I'm a mukta. Hmm? I don't have to move anymore. I don't owe anything. I've stopped taking. To stop taking, that's a kind of loving... If you love, you don't take. But not taking is not the full face of, of giving, of loving. Hmm? So we can come from, by certain disciplines, like jnana and yoga, we can come to sit, have nothing to do. Hmm? But if we love, then we have to move. Hmm? But the movement of love is, is like mother is holding the child nursing from the breast and the child is passing stool all over the mother and she does, doesn't matter right we call it a, a labor of love you showed my what it want to be what it, what it must be like to try to you know bring up krishna he's so independent minded hmm? what a chore she has there hmm? but it, lovingly she embraces this hmm? So the power of love, I mean wise love, that means everything that is in zero, hmm? clearing of the entire illusion of material existence, that is in bhakti and something more. Hmm? So again, the positive numbers. Hmm? So Krishna says, Mahatmas, they're moving under this, just like I come in this world, not under the influence of karma, so the sadhus, Bhaktas, they're moving under a different energy. They have a different motivation. They may do similar things like we do, but different motivation, some different force is, is, is driving them. Hmm? So, if we want to understand the Gita, hmm, I'm explaining it from the perspective of the Bhagwat. Hmm? All these things, the tip of the iceberg is there in the Gita. Arjun is telling Krishna what to do. Hmm? Drive the chariot. And Krishna says, yes, I'll drive it, and uh, I'll park it here. And there are some implications there. Hmm? What is the battle? What is, and oh, Arjuna says, oh goodness, what to do? Hmm? So then he asks some teaching from Arjuna, from Krishna, of course. And Krishna speaks so many things, so many things. And in the end he says, just what he said in the middle, again, 18th chapter, manmana, baba, manba. And he's pleading with Arjuna, just, just, just be it's simple. Sarvadharman prityaja. Forgive up all this other thing. Just, just, ma may come, sharanam. 
Braja. That's it's so simple. It's too simple for us. We think I should be a big yogi. I have to be a big genius uh, uh, to understand spiritual things. Swami talking about consciousness. What is that? Yeah. No. That's useful. And if you have a big mind, then we have to deal with it. Okay. If you have the problem of being intelligent, then we have to try to arrest your intelligence right? so that you not be a slave to your intelligence, hmm? which will get you nowhere. Reason is always inconclusive. There'll always be another kind of reasoning, another kind of reasoning. It will never tarko pratishtanat. It is said in the sutras of Vedanta. Tarko pratishtanat. By tarko, by argumentation, by reasoning, pratishtana. You never get any firm ground to stand on. There will always be another argument. You listen to the debates. You listen to one side? Yeah. You listen to the other side? Yeah. This is the nature of such. Hmm? It cannot satisfy you. Hmm? Love can satisfy you. And there's no need for argument anymore. Hmm? So, I go to one verse of Bhagavatam to illustrate this point. Now, I was going to start with it, but I'll end with it because I've talked this for some, <laughs> for some time. Hmm? This is when gopis and Krishna meeting in Kurukshetra. Hmm? This is described in the Bhagavad. This is before the Gita is spoken. Hmm? It comes later in the Leela of Krishna. So as I say, by going to the Bhagavad, we understand, we hear the whole Leela of Krishna. Then we understand the Bhagavad Gita in the context of his entire life. Then we can hear some things in his words that we couldn't hear otherwise. We know what's on his mind. He's at Kurukshetra to speak the Gita. Was he ever there before? Yes. Oh, really? What happened there? Oh, it was significant. Hmm? How his life was influenced there. So significant. Hmm? What happened? Krishna was in Dwaraka. Hmm? And there was a... Just like, the, I think this morning, there was a lunar eclipse, I heard. But, but this time there was solar eclipse. So Vasudev... Hmm? Devaki and all the armies of Krishna and warriors and whole of Dwarka, they took Krishna and Balram on elephants. Hmm? The prince, the two princes, Krishna and Balram, hmm? to, to Kurukshetra, to Kurukshetra to perform a big yagya. So many Nard Rishi was there, so many sadhus and big event. Krishna is the prince, he's in Dwarka. Hmm? He has a godly appearance there, to some extent. Sometimes in Dwarka, he shows forearms. Hmm? Forearms means he's God. It's like sometimes the daughter pulls on your sari and says, Mata, you, know, you say, I'm washing the dishes. What do you think? I have forearms. I'm not God. Hmm? So sometimes we depict like this. He, can, he has forearms. <laughs> hmm. He can do anything, everything. So sometimes, according to the bhav of the devotee, Krishna will show hmm? one face or another face. Hmm? Hmm? In Dwarka, he shows there's more overt appearance of his godliness. Hmm? He's establishing dharma. Hmm? And, uh, and later, he, as I say, he will speak the Gita and so forth. In Vrindavan, in the Braj, Krishna, Krishna's herding cows. He's just a village person. Hmm? Not a big prince. Hmm? 
There's more intimacy there. The more that Krishna shows himself as God, the more the distance is created between himself and ourselves. Do you understand? When Krishna shows himself not as God, but more like one of us, then there's a possibility of, of intimacy. If the finite comes before the infinite, the infinite will think I'm the finite will think I am finite. Goodness. I'm standing before the infinite. So the infinite must take on a finite like appearance in order to get close to the finite. This is the Vrindavan Leela of Krishna. It is not love and Aishvarya in majesty, in awe and reverence, but love in Madhurja, sweetness, intimacy. Hmm? It's a very interesting theological concept. Hmm? So Krishna is in Dwaraka, and there they think he's very, he's God, and we're Yadus, we're in his family. Wow, what's going on? <laughs> what an extraordinary existence we have. Now there will be a solar eclipse, we will go to Kurukshetra, and we will perform the yagyas and so forth, and so, and so then invitation goes out everywhere. So invitation comes to the Braj, also to the cow people there. So they are also coming. Hmm? Come to the gate, like, the, like they set up the, you know, the World's Fair, they set up a city for the Yagya. So they're coming to the gate. Do you have tickets? Who are you? You're not even, you know, this is for the royalty and sadhus and rishis. You are like from the jungle, cow people. What are you doing here? Hmm? I come to see my son. Yashoda says, you mean the son of Devaki? You think he's your son? What are you talking about? Hmm? Krishna Devaki Putra. You are, who are you? Jashoda. Nanda. Hmm? Just tell him we're here, somehow. Hmm? Their insistence, their love for Krishna, the gatekeepers, could feel it. They feel like, Maybe he is their son somehow. I don't know how. But the love they have for him, the, the vatsalya, the parental love, we've never seen that measure of love in Devaki. She loves him, but the love of Jusoda, it seems to exceed that. Hmm? It's like man has a son. Hmm? But the son develops a relationship with the neighbor. Hmm? Sometimes the neighbor says, he's my son. Hmm? Actually, I feel he's my son. He's always over here. Hmm? You may have more love for him. What is the determining factor hmm? in who we belong to? Is it blood or is it affection? Hmm? We can have a blood relative. So formerly we're supposed to like them. <laughs> but we may not like them very much sometimes. We're supposed to like them, we think. Hmm? But love is not something you're supposed to do. Hmm? It's what you do without con being able to control it. Hmm? You have to do it. You're driven. Love has a force, a power of its own. So the love of, of, of Nanda, Jashoda, hmm? they're leading the group. Gopikas are there, Gopas. They're carrying milk and yogurt and coming from the village. They want to get into the World's Fair with no ticket. <laughs> but
but their love gets them in. And Krishna hears, Jashoda's there, and he melts. And Devaki looks at him, and she says, You are her son. Hmm? You were brought up there in the village. Hmm? You belong to her, more than me even. Hmm? Krishna comes and sits on Jashoda's lap. Hmm? He meets his friends. And the Dwarka people are looking, what is this? What, they, this is God and they like him like, they, I mean, they love him like this. Just, they don't even think of him as God. Hmm? That's an afterthought. Just like mother's son becomes the president. Hmm? So he wins and he, he's saying, accepting speech, he's saying, thank you very much, I want to thank everybody, all the campaigners, and I'd like to thank my mother. And mother goes, oh, Barry! <laughs> She doesn't say, yes, Mr. President. You know, everybody, he's a little embarrassed. He starts to blush. Hmm? She thinks, my son, yes, he's the president. Yes, that's a secondary thing. Hmm? Hmm. But he's my son. This is Vatsalya Rasa, Vatsalya Bhav. Hmm? And Sakya Bhav, Krishna's friends. In Dwarka, in Hastinapur, in Gita, Arjuna is Krishna's friend. That's a fact. But he's a Purisambandi, a city friend. So he says in Gita, what happened? He says, I'd like to see, you know, you, you say like, amongst the bodies of water, I am the ocean, of immovable things, I am the Himalaya. Hmm? I am this, I am that. You're saying all these powerful manifestations of nature are vibhutis of you. How can I see like this? Krishna says, I show you. And he shows Viratarupa, isn't it? Hmm? What does Arjuna say? He says, Oh, forgive me. I used to sit on the same bed with you. I called you, Hey Krishna, Hey Saki, Hey. Hmm. All these names. Hmm. And I see your God, and oh, I'm feeling goodness. I, I shouldn't have done like that. Hmm? He has love for Krishna as a friend, but that love can be influenced if Krishna shows his godliness and recede somewhat to the background. But what happened in Vrindavan? Krishna has friends there too, right? Village friends. And Krishna lifted Govardhan Hill. What could be more powerful than that? This is the Leela, right? With his little finger and his left hand, he lifted the Govardhan Hill. What did the Gopas do? Did they say, oh my God, all this time we were playing with you, wrestling with you, herding cows with you, and now we see that you're God? Did they say that? No, they said, I think you need some help. <laughs> Have you seen the pictures, the art? And they're holding their sticks up also. Very significant, what is this all, what's being said there, theologically, you understand? Hmm? Their bhakti is at a different pitch, if you will. Hmm? And Bhagwan is re responding accordingly. Hmm? Hmm? So Krishna comes to Kurukshetra and Gopikas are also coming and all the people of Braj, hmm? they meet with him hmm? and Dwarka people are saying, oh, these are extraordinary people. He's with us. He lives with us, but his heart is with them, taken by them. Hmm? He loves them too, but it's a different flavor of bhakti, a different taste of bhakti. Hmm? The full face of bhakti, that is Krishna and Braj. 
hmm? where the infinite becomes just like the finite. He's still infinite, hmm? but he's becoming finite-like, and so there's the possibility of this, this intimacy. Hmm? And don't think that Krishna thinks, I'm really God, but I'm pretending that I'm the son of Yashoda. He doesn't think like that. He thinks, people say I'm God, but I'm the son of Yashoda. That's a fact. People say I'm God. Yogis think like that. Big jnanis think like that. Maybe, but this is what I really am. Hmm? Yogis, they want something from me. Jnanis want something from me. The karmis, they want something from me. Karmi means that I want things from Krishna. So I will make a sacrifice and I will get a thing. I will get a good wife. I will get a good son, a good daughter. I will get a better job. I want things. Please, Krishna, give me things. And Krishna's saying, you're not a thing and you want things. <laughs> well, okay, if you want it. Hmm? I give you some things. But I give them to you in a way that you will see through them in time. This is the kindness of Krishna. And therefore, it said hmm, in Bhagavat, what is the verse? Hmm. In Bhagavad it is said, Akama sarvakamo va moksha kama udaraditi brena bhakti jogena yajeta purusham param. He says, Akama, whether you have no desire, sakama, or you have all desires, Akama sarvakamo va moksha kama, if you have desire for moksha, any kind of desire, he said, hmm, that'll be a problem. Akama sarvakamo va moksha kamo dot. He says, in any case, tivrena bhakti yoga, do bhakti to me. You will get your desire and you will get more. You will get me. You see, the jnani wants something from Krishna. The karmi wants something. He wants things. The jnani wants the knowledge that things are not worth having so that he's no longer disturbed by chasing after things and then having them disappear or turn against him. I chased after a man for so many years, I got him, and now he's turned into a, a couch potato. Goodness. He was a knight in shining armor, and now he's become a problem. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't want... Uh, he said, the karmis, they want things. So, okay. The jnanis, they want to get away from things. Hmm? Yogis, they want omniscience, to know everything. Hmm? This is yoga. By yoga, you know everything. You can know how your digestive system works, how to stop your heart from beating. Hmm? Hmm? Maya Shakti is the world of things. Brahman is the face of Godhead that is without things, without quality, just undifferentiated being, consciousness. Hmm? In Yoga Mark, the idea is knowing, omniscience, samadhi, hmm? witness. Hmm? But in Bhakti Marg, the ideal is Bhagwan. Brahman, Brahman, Paramatma, and Bhagavan. Gyan, Yoga, and Bhakti. Hmm? So here in Kurukshetra, come. Please. All these Braj people, they're coming. They're standing in front of Krishna the Prince. And they're saying, why are you dressed like that? Where's your peacock feather? Hmm? 
in Braj, your crown is, is, is the tail of a peacock. Hmm? And your friends, the gopas, they also dress like that, hmm? just like you. They put a peacock feather on their own heads also. Hmm? You think anybody in Dwarka will put the crown like Krishna puts on his head, the prince? No, he's the prince. Please give a chair. Grandpa, welcome. Hmm? It's so nice to have our elders also. So they say to him, what's with all the ornaments in it? We know you in a different way. Hmm? So go because I give this verse now. <laughs> what they say. Hmm? <laughs> this is what they say. I've already told what they say, but it yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, who's today the gopis now. Krishna spoke with his mother. Father, he spoke with his friends. Hmm? Now gopis in the private place. And they're saying, Who are you? What, why, why you left us? Hmm? Why you went to Dwarka, all these things? Hmm? We're waiting for you. And, and, and we, we're immobilized. Hmm? Now we've come here to meet with you. We heard you were here. We're here. But like this, we cannot get close to you. Riding on an elephant? Where is your peacock feather? Hmm? Some of these people say you have four arms. That's not very becoming. How can we get close to someone who has four arms? Hmm? We want you in a different way. Hmm? This is our ideal. And who are we? They say, Who's He said, Oh, you who have a navel like a lotus? Hmm? The navel is not the most beautiful part of the body, hmm? but it's like a lotus. Now they have a thing in the modern world. It's the Western world. It's called, it's an idea, it's a concept. It's called, what do they call it? They call it, uh, they call it lotus birth. It's the influence of India and the West. Some modern people in the West, the lotus birth. And it's a kind of a funny idea, but their idea is that they do not cut the umbilical cord until it falls off on its own. You know, the placenta is tied to the umbilical cord and then there's some nourishment so the child comes out. They don't cut it. They call it now a lotus birth. <laughs> because you know from the navel of Narayan comes the umbilical cord and attached to that is Brahma in the, in the literature. It means from a philosophical point of view, that we have, we, we are not separate from Bhagwan. We are separate, but not separate. Hmm? Hmm? Just like there's you and I, and if we fall in love, you and I become we. We're both there, but we're in a different, we, we're one and we're different at the same time. You see, love is very mystical. In love, you have to be one and different at the same time. That's impossible. Therefore, it's impossible to explain love. <laughs> Therefore, it is said in English that love knows no reason. Hmm? It loves no reason, knows no reason. 
It doesn't like reason. Hmm? Love does not like reason. If your young daughter falls in love with a young boy, you try to reason with her why he's not good. That'll be a problem. That will make her more ag eager to go. Hmm? It's possible. If you put a, try to put the roadblock of reason in the way of young adolescent love, <laughs> then you will be unloved. <laughs> it is a problem. <laughs> this is true materially and it's true spiritually. Nothing can block the gopi's love for Krishna. Hmm? Hmm? And his leaving from Dwark, from, from Vrindavan, is only to showcase to us the nature of that love that we might see. What is that love? As I said, people want things from God. Ordinary people. Okay? They not want me, they want things. You take from my Bahiranga Shakti, my Maya Shakti, take things. People want to get away from things and just be. So he gives them eternal life. Some people want to worship him. Well, at least they're interested in me. At least I'm their focus. In karma, I'm not the focus. I'm only there because I give things. Just like in my life, when I first went to India and I went to Vrindavan, then we went shopping in Vrindavan for Krishna to buy mukut, hmm? to buy some dress for the murti. Hmm? And so we were Westerners, we had some money. Hmm? And they were village people. And so we, 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 we spent a lot of money on our murti. They liked us very much. <laughs> so after some time, next year I'm coming, and I see here the picture of my guru in a shop. This shopkeeper has the picture of my guru. So I will shop there. You see? He loves my guru. <laughs> Does he? <laughs> He knows I love my guru, so, so he will love my guru, so I will shop there. <laughs> this is how much in karma we love God. Hmm? It's only business deal, you see, only negotiation. Hmm? Of course, those shopkeepers became so wealthy over the years that they actually did love Prabhupada. They, 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 my guru, they said, he brought everything to us, our whole life. <laughs> Is, is is so much uh, better because of him. We have we have to love him, and and, he, and he's one of us. And so that is the power of a sadhu, of course. Hmm? Hmm? So this is karma. We love God because if you do that, you get something. Else. There's no love there. Hmm? In Gyan, we love Krishna to get free from karma. So Krishna is not the focus. Now in bhakti, there are different kinds of bhakti. So bhakti and aishwarya, hmm? we worship God because we should, because God is God. Like in Ramlila. Ramlila is very extraordinary. Why? Because Ram is so like, so superhuman, so perfect human, we know he can't be a human. Nobody can be like that. Hmm? Whole kingdom of Ayodhya waiting to crown Ram the next day. Whole kingdom is celebrating. And kaike, is it kaike? Yeah. By bad asanga, by bad association. Hmm? She tells Dasarath, you have to give me the promise, and I want this. Ram will be banished from the kingdom. Hmm? 
There's a million and eight reasons to why. Forget that promise. Hmm? You shouldn't do that. It's something you said, something, but, but Ram is Ram and the whole kingdom wants. Hmm? If I make a promise as the president to one citizen, hmm? or like, let's say I can make a promise to my wife, hmm? that oh, anytime you ask me one thing, I will do it for you. And I'm the president of America. Hmm? In America, my popularity is 100%. Hmm? <laughs> Impossible, but <laughs> 100% they like me. Hmm? And she asks, you stop being the president. Hmm? You give it up uh, and go live in a cave. Hmm? The whole America will vote. <laughs> they say, forget that promise. They will not say, oh, he broke his promise. Now we don't believe him anymore. He's a liar. Hmm? They won't say that, will they? This is the condition in, in Ayodhya. But Ram, he said, my father has said, so it must happen. Hmm? I will do it. This is like, he's not human. <laughs> he's superhuman. Hmm? Super mariada means dutiful. Hmm? Dutiful. Hmm? So this is a kind of bhakti. We call Mariad or Vaidhi Bhakti. It's because it should be done, it's done. What the consequence will be makes no difference. It should be done. Out of duty, it is the right thing to do, and I will do it. Hmm? Ram will never tell a lie. Hmm? Hmm? No human can be like that. Hmm? Once I was at a place and they had a Christian, some Christians, they had a book table. They called me over and they said, they said, we want to ask you one question. We want to take a quiz? I said, all right, what is the quiz? He said, we ask you one question only. Have you ever sinned? So they, they think everybody's going to say yes, of course. You know. <laughs> so I said, yes. Said, we know one person who has never sinned. Hmm. That is Jesus. Don't you think you should worship him? I said, I know somebody else also. <laughs> it is Ram. You want to know about him? He never sinned. Hmm. But Krishna is different. He would tell a lie. What? Isn't it? He would steal. Hmm? But that is Leela. Hmm? That is Leela. Who owns everything if he steals? And what is that? That is play. What is the force of that? That is the force of the love that's making him human. You understand? It's making him human. That means it's making him accessible. It's more difficult to get close to Ram. He's just like too, <laughs> too truthful. But Krishna you can get close to. Hmm? As I said, if the infinite wants to get close to the finite, he has to take on a finite-like appearance. So the fallibility, apparent fallibility of Krishna is not what it appears to be. Hmm? This is the power of bhakti making him like that hmm? and making himself available to us. Hmm? You know Udav? Udav? Uddhav is a Krishna's counselor in, in Dwaraka. He knows everything. Krishna says, what is that verse? Uddhavul cited. He is Shastravit. He knows everything. Hmm? Krishna sent Uddhava to give a message to gopis. That, oh, you should not lament. Hmm? Krishna is God. Don't think like this. When he saw their love, Uddhava became bewildered. He thought, Krishna sent me to tell a message, but he told me to learn something, actually. What is the measure of their love? So extraordinary. 
Uddeva said, Oho bakiyam stanakalo kutam. He said, Who in their right mind would take shelter of anybody but Krishna? Putana. You know who's Putana? Putana was a witch, but she dressed like a devotee, hmm? like a mother. He said, she dressed like a devotee, and she came to offer her breast to the infant Krishna and smeared poison on her breast. That would make the CNN news. <laughs> mother puts poison on breast and kills infant. Oh, my God. How horrible. <laughs> hmm? So diabolical is this idea of Putana. But Krishna says, oh, she looks like a devotee. Okay, I accept her as a mother. Hmm? He sucked her breast. Of course, she died. And the literature, the commentary say, and she got a kind of special kind of mukti from this. Vatsalya mukti. Hmm? She became like, like a mother of Krishna in the Leela. So Uddhava is saying, she approached him like this, and she gets that which is so difficult to attain. Who will approach anybody? And she just dressed like a devotee. That's all. <laughs> she even had the wrong intention. The implication is not that we should do that, but that what's to speak if you have the right intention? Hmm? If you have bhakti, then you want to please Krishna. Hmm? How you be drawn to him? More than those who approach him out of duty, even. I approach you because you are God. So he is the God, I am the worshiper, and in between is the worship. Hmm? There's some distance like this. Hmm? But in Vrindavan Bhakti, the distance is crossed because that is the nature of love. Love bridges the gap, and you and I become we. Hmm? There's still you, there's still Bhakta, there's still Bhagwan. But they have a union, a dynamic union. Hmm? Not a union that cancels out each other and they become zero. Hmm? But a positive, dynamic union in love and there's Leela and life and transcendence and the Ananda that, that is our purpose is fulfilled most fully in relation to Krishna. Hmm? You can debate who is better, God, Shiva, Krishna, what, you can say whatever you want, but, but what is more important to us, the brain or the heart? It was obvious. Hmm? Krishna represents the heart. Hmm? We don't criticize. She was also part of Krishna, <laughs> we say. Hmm? Not I and also. We are different faces of Bhagwan. Hmm? Hmm? But we, want, we are interested in our sampradaya, in our lineage, in the heart of Krishna. So some people want things from Krishna. Some people want to get away from things. Some people want to worship Bhagwan. Hmm? But in Braj, in Vrindavan, hmm, interest in that, that means they're really interested in me, in what I'm about. Do you understand? Not what you can get from me, or you're interested in me because you should be interested in me, but you're interested in what I'm about. One sannyasi came from India to Germany in our lineage in the 1920s. Hmm? to London and to Germany. And he was invited to a theistic drama that the Germans put on, German Christians. And in the drama, God was in the, in the balcony. And so every now and then something would happen on the main stage 
And God from the balcony would say, I bless you, I criticize you, I condemn you. That was his role. So after the, the drama, they asked the sannyasin, what did you think of our drama? He said, very nice. How does it compare to your religion? He said, well, in our religion, God is not in the balcony. He's on the main stage. Hmm? That is the difference. He's becoming the son of his devotee. He's becoming the friend. Hmm? He's becoming the lover of his devotee. He's not in the balcony. <laughs> A different idea. Hmm? To become godlike means to become loving like him. Hmm? To have unity with him. So here in this verse, now I'll conclude, gopis, they say this. They say, hmm, they have said that, Oh, you who have a navel like a lotus. Hmm? You also have feet like a lotus. Hmm? Feet, you know, in the brudge, they're all walking barefoot. So if you walk barefoot, your feet are not very beautiful. Hmm? But Christmas feet are like the lotus because he never touches the ground. Hmm? Or, because he's always walking, usually you have to walk behind the cows to make them move. You cannot get a come from the cow and go, cow, cow come. <laughs> Unless you have some, some grains that <laughs> you train them like that. You have to get behind them. Go, go. Hmm? So Christmas is going behind the cows. That means the cows are going in front and making all the ground very soft with their hooves hmm? for Krishna's feet. Hmm? They'll never get blemished, never get bruised. Hmm? They're so soft, gopis think that, oh, we will put his feet on our breasts. They're very soft, the breast. But they're thinking they would be hard on Krishna's feet. We cannot do that. Hmm? Lotus feet. It's a way of speaking about, hmm? about him. How he is soft. How he is beautiful. How does he rule Krishna? By affection, by attraction, by love only. They say, Oh, you are very beautiful. You have a lotus like a, a navel like a lotus. You have feet like a lotus. Hmm? Huh? And great people. Yogeshwara, Yog Ishwar, Ishwars of yoga. They, they tr by yoga, very sophisticated method, very difficult, hmm? popular now, but maybe for sometimes wrong reasons even. They, they, they become yogishwar, controllers. They know something about you. They know Paramatma. Paramatma does nothing. Just witness. Bhagawan has so many things to do. Paramatma side of Bhagawan, just witnessing. Witnessing everything. So in yoga, samadhi, the yogi is just witnessing, just witnessing, hmm? doing nothing. Hmm? So he's, she's, the gopis are saying to Krishna, some people, they approach you like this hmm? in yoga. They want to witness like you. They want to witness you. They just want to look at you. Hmm? They don't care about your activities. They don't want to participate in that. They have a different idea. They want chit, omniscience. And some. then he said the jnanis, Agada Buddhai. They have big Buddha. Buddhai. Big intellect. Hmm? What do they want from you? They want sat from you. They want to exist free from illusion. Hmm? They want sat. Yogis, they want chit. 
These are big people. We're not like them. We're just village people. We are stuck in our family. Hmm? We want to live in the Braj. We like it here. We don't want to go anywhere else. Hmm? Uh, uh, this is our situation. Sangsara hmm? Kupam. What do we want, though? We want something else. We want you to live with us in Vrindavan. Hmm? Means means that we don't want sat. We don't want chit. We want you for who you are. You are the son of Bishod, and we want you like that on our terms. Hmm? This verse is speaking about the power of bhakti, in other words. Hmm? And what do you have to do to do, to do bhakti? Patram pushpam palam toyam. You know it? Everybody has a fruit, a flower. If not, you have water. You cannot live without water. Patram pushpam palam toyam. Toyam, water. Is that all you need? That. And one other thing. Your heart. Just give me your heart. So simple. Oh, but difficult. <laughs> Ostensibly, it's more difficult to do yoga. Ostensibly, it's more difficult to be a big jnani. Hmm? But really, it's more difficult to give your heart completely. In jnana and yoga, you can hold back your heart to some extent. Hmm? And in bhakti, you cannot. Hmm? And Krishna says, it's very, very tricky. Patram pushpam palam toyam. You may bhakti prayachiti tadam bhakti uparinam ushnami prayatatmana. Twice he says, you give me a fruit, a flower, a leaf with bhakti, I will accept it. And that offering given with bhakti, hmm, I will eat the flower. You don't need the flower, but I will eat the flower. Hmm? Just like in, in Hastinapur, Krishna came before the war at Kurukshetra. Hmm? There was a big feast created. Duryodhan wanted to get him on his side. Hmm? He came into town. Trumpets were playing and bugles and reciters and so forth. Where did he go? He went to the house of Bidura. Hmm? Bidura was not home. His wife was there. said, Krishna's in my house. What will I do? Krishna says, I'm hungry. He said, I don't have anything. What about those bananas? Bananas? Anybody can get bananas. All right, banana. She's peeling the bananas and in her ecstasy, she's throwing away the banana and giving the peel to Krishna. And so, Duryodhana said, where's Krishna? He came, but he didn't come to my house. Then the word is, the news is, he went to the house of Badura. So Badura said, he's in my house. So Narad said, let's go there. And they come and they look and they, what? Narad said, Badura said, what is he he's doing here? And he, my wife's offering bananas. Hmm? And Narad says, and he's eating the peels. <laughs> Why didn't you go to Duryodhana? Oh, he's not, he doesn't like my devotees. I didn't go there. Hmm? But there was a feast. This is the feast. Banana peels. All but with love. Hmm? So it's, not, it's, it's hard to do, <laughs> to give your whole heart. But only if you give your whole heart will you get the whole thing. Hmm? To a full face of Bhagwan, a full, a full idea of Mukti, everything that's possible. You will get more than zero, you will get the positive numbers up to 1,008. Hmm? This is the idea. But the way to do that, it is not difficult. It's difficult, but the way is not difficult. It is not difficult to... Is it difficult to cook? No, you have to cook anyway. Hmm? So you just offer it to Bhagwan. Hmm? Cook and offer it to Krishna. Hmm? Then what you eat will be different hmm? than just cooking for yourself. So you have to cook anyway. 
Hmm? And what if you love someone, what do you, what do you say? Do you want to take lunch? Right? If someone comes to visit, then guests are coming. We have to buy some food. Hmm? Right? This is a sign of love. Hmm? To share. What is essential? Food. Hmm? To share. This is so nice. Because we cannot live without food. Hmm? If the bottom, this is the bottom line. Food is, that is everything. Hmm? We become animal ultimately for food. Right? We'll eat one another, they say, if necessary, necessary, in starvation. So food is the bottom line. This is the bottom line of our material existence, and we can take it at the bottom line and turn it in such a way that it will result in a spiritual existence. Hmm? You have to eat. Hmm? Christian doesn't even say you have to cook. You don't have to cook fruit. Hmm? You don't have to cook water. <laughs> offer to me. Hmm? Sometimes in the house they will have a deity. They will cook nice for themselves and offer water and fruit to Krishna. <laughs> you cheat yourself in this way. <laughs> we keep a little room for Krishna, close the door. Then we open it, we act differently, then we close it. But the idea of worshiping Krishna is eventually you see he is everywhere. Then you will act the same everywhere. You see everything in relation to him. This is bhakti. So to cook, to offer food to Krishna, is not a difficult thing. Hmm? You like music? Hmm? You like to sing about the people you like? You hear a song and you think, that sounds like my wife. I, was, I like that. Yes, and she's like that to me. And my husband's like that. And my daughter's like that, I think. So, you see, Krishna fits into all these categories. Hmm? He can be the son. He can be the, he can be the, 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 the lover. He can be the friend. Hmm? In time, if you do kirtan, in time, you do kirtan. Then you hear an ordinary song, and you only think about Krishna. They're singing about Krishna. Everyone is actually looking for Krishna. They don't know it, some of them. But what he is about, is what they're really about, ultimately. Hmm? So in time, you can hear like that. Hmm? We worship Krishna in the temple. Why? You say, why build a temple for Krishna? He's everywhere. He doesn't need a temple. That's true, but you need a temple. Because you can't see him everywhere. You can say he's everywhere, but you don't act like you see him everywhere. If you saw him everywhere, he would act differently. You need a temple. Hmm? Where he will act differently, and in time you will act that way everywhere. Hmm? And what will cause you to act that everywhere? Th that way, because you will begin to see him everywhere. Hmm? Because you're actually seeing him in one place, and in that one place you are acting properly and giving yourself. Hmm? And then he will reciprocate and see, I am everywhere. Hmm? And wherever you turn, this is Vrindavan. Hmm? There's only Krishna. Hmm? Right here in this world, and here you find he's here. Hmm? It's a, just, a, just a different angle of vision. Hmm? So bhakti is difficult, but bhakti is easy also. Hmm? It's easy. It's easy to cook. It's easy to sing. It's easy to, it's not too difficult to listen to this talk. <laughs> a little difficult. <laughs> this is the bhakti talk. <laughs> some philosophy. You see, bhakti is love, but it has some knowledge underneath it, doesn't it? Hmm? It's not just a sentiment. Hmm? So much knowledge. It is rajavidyam. Hmm? So gopis are saying like, they're talking to Krishna like this. They're saying, oh, we, they're, it's secret what they're saying inside the verse. We're not yogis. We're not jnanis. We don't care in their goals of Brahman and, and Paramatma. 
we don't even care about ritualistic worship in Ebrep. We want you hmm? intimately in love. This is our position. Hmm? So, with that, I stop there. Thank you very much. Jai Sri Krishna Bhagavan Ki Jai. What is the time? Oh, goodness, we turned a little late. So then we'll take some darshan of Radha Madhava, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, some prasad, and we'll meet again.